that transformation in the glory, that transformation happens in the glory of God. You know, really God's glory is his manifest presence. I know we can all by faith enter into his presence with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. It's kind of like when you accept Jesus Christ into your heart and into your life, you are doing it by faith. You're praying a prayer. You believe that Jesus died on the cross and that he rose again from the dead and, and you're receiving him into your heart and into your life as your Lord and Savior all by faith. But then after you do that, a transformation takes place on the inside of you that you pretty much can't explain. It's supernatural. But you, as you do that by faith, you accept Jesus into your heart and life, and a transformation starts taking place. Um, soon you notice you don't like the things um, that you used to like, and you can't do the things you used to do in good conscience. And, um, and so a transformation starts taking place from the inside out. God transforms you. Um, and so really, um, after that takes place, God's been speaking to me about his manifest presence. As we enter in through praise and worship, enter into his presence with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, that is by faith. By faith, you're entering in. You might not feel like it. You might have come from a little, um, you know, argument with your spouse at home, or you might have just come from an irritating job situation, or whatever it is that you're going through, but by faith, you're making a decision to worship and praise God, okay? So whether that's this morning, or in your car every morning, or in the morning when you wake up, when you enter in, you don't always feel it. You don't always feel like doing it, okay? So I'm just going to lay that out there so you don't feel abnormal. You don't feel like a non-Christian. Um, that is normal to feel normal, to feel like it's it's by faith. You, the feelings aren't there. The, the atmosphere isn't there. The reason the atmosphere isn't there yet is because you got to enter in first. Then he shows up right? And so by faith, we enter into this relationship with Jesus, and then transformation takes place. It's the same way. By faith, on a daily basis, God wants us to enter in to his presence with thanksgiving, in to his courts with praise, come boldly into that throne room, okay? And so when, that's why I like kind of like to continue the worship, because as soon as God shows up, that's not the time to end worship. That's the time to begin worship, you know? And so we we entered in by faith, but then at a certain point, hopefully in the services that you partake in, and if you come to our services, then you'll experience it here because we're cultivating God's presence. We want to sit and bask in God's presence because transformation takes place in his glory, in his manifest presence, and that's what we're talking about today. So by faith, you don't always feel like it. By faith, you enter into his presence with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Then at that point when his presence fills the room, you know, um, and sometimes it takes longer than other times. And um, that's okay because it's just more worship going to the Lord, right? And so um, by faith, you're entering in and his presence shows up. And then you come in boldly to his throne room because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. He cleansed you. He made you right in his sight. Come boldly into his throne room and there is where you receive the mercy, the forgiveness, the grace and strength you need to help you. Maybe you've been encountering some kind of temptations or some kinds of attacks of the enemy or whatever it might be. Well, don't 
steer away from God's presence because of that. You should actually be running to God's presence. You should actually be entering in by faith into his presence and then running to that throne room because that's where you're going to receive the mercy, the grace, forgiveness, and help in time of need. We're talking about being transformed in the glory. Amen? And so we're talking about that, and by faith we enter into that presence. When his manifest presence shows up, whether you're at home in your office worshiping the Lord, that's where I do a lot of my worship, whether you're in church or watching on YouTube or Facebook and you're in church, um, very soon we'll be in the church, um, but we are the church so we can worship wherever. Um, But I heard a thing this morning, and it was funny, um, you can't. You can take the church, you know, the building away from the Christian, but you can't take the church out of us. <laughs> and I thought that was funny because we are the church. We're the body of Christ, and so you're just because you're removing a building doesn't mean anything's going to stop us from worshiping God, right? And so it's just going to be exciting and phenomenal as the body of Christ comes back together to worship in unity. And I believe that we're doing that, you know, across the, across the world um, anyways, that we're all coming together with a stronger force. God's raising up the sleeping giant. That's another message. But anyways, so we're coming into God's presence by entering in by faith through praise and worship. Once his presence shows up, because it will always show up, because his presence isn't separate from him, okay? And so um, he says where two or more of us are gathered together in his name, he is right there with us. He's among us. But as we enter into his presence and worship and praise God by faith, he shows up in a mighty way where you can sense, then those feelings come, kind of. Um, you can sense that peace fill of the atmosphere, that spirit of unity, that spirit of freedom, and, and just that peace. And that's where transformation begins to take place. And that's what we're talking about today. And that's why we should make it a, a habit and, and a part of our lives to worship and praise God on a daily basis. Because if you're not, you're um, not entering in to that manifest presence and glory to where transformation can take place. Some people struggle day in and day out with the same temptations. Well, I want to encourage you, make a change by entering into God's presence by faith, by praise and worship until his presence shows up as if you're in a conference worship atmosphere and his presence showed up, do it on your own. Turn on some worship music and begin to praise the Lord and worship the Lord by faith until he fills the room. And then just sit in the presence of God. Why am I telling you to do this? Because if you've been having difficulty with your flesh, putting your flesh down, it's because you need to be strengthened by his spirit. And where you're going to get strength is in that throne room. Where you're going to get you know, how are you going to get into that throne room is by praise and worship. And it's not going to, the feelings aren't going to be there, especially if you're struggling with your flesh. You're going to do it by faith because you need the help. All right. And so you're going to enter in by faith. And when his manifest presence shows up, sit there, wait upon the Lord and let him, what? Renew your strength. Amen. And so that's an ingredient. That is something the Lord and instruction the Lord has given us to receive strength that we need to live this life to glorify him. And so transformation in that way begins to take place in your vessel. God will begin transforming you, strengthening you to be the vessel fit for his use. 
Where did this message come from? Um, I heard the Lord, the, the Holy Spirit speak to me while I was in a time of prayer this week. I heard the Holy Spirit speak, and he said, transformation happens in the glory. I heard him say this. I was in the middle of prayer and worship, and I heard him say it very clearly, but simultaneously I, heard, I saw a vision. He says, transformation happens in the glory. Meanwhile, he was saying that I had a very clear vision. And this is what the vision was. It was like one vision after another. The vision was the woman at the well who he told her all about her sin that she was committing, but at the same time, he forgave her. And she went away, you know, in excitement and in joy. Why? Because when she encountered Jesus at the well, he was the carrier of the glory of God. Transformation began to happen. She was receiving forgiveness and deliverance at that moment. Hallelujah. I just sense God's presence all over me. Really, that's what happens when we encounter Jesus. We encounter his glory. Or when we encounter his manifest presence, we encounter his glory. And the Lord was speaking to me. He says, transformation happens in the glory. With this woman at the well, she was not perfect by any means. The Lord said that she had had five husbands husbands, and the one she currently was living with wasn't even a husband, okay? So the Lord knew the sin that she had, but when she encountered Jesus, she encountered the glory and transformation took place. That's why I'm telling you, if you're struggling in your flesh, you desire in your heart to live for God, but you're struggling in sin in your flesh, you're not beyond God's help. Go in by faith into that throne room. Go in and enter into his presence with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, and get into that throne room with boldness because of what Jesus did for you on the cross and ask him for mercy, grace, strength, and help in your time of need. That's what this woman received, a transformation in her life of sin because of the glory of God. She began to be one of Jesus' followers at that moment. She was living a life of sin all the way up till she encounters a transformation because of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Then the Lord showed me through this vision, he showed me um, the lepers coming to him and how they received a transformation in encountering Jesus. They they encountered the glory. They approached Jesus. They encountered the glory. And they received healing for their body. And what the Lord allowed me to see was them running away in total excitement. I mean, imagine your limbs are falling off. Your flesh is being eaten, right? And you encounter the manifest presence of God, Jesus, in the flesh, okay? You encounter his glory is really what you encounter. And you're healed, Transformation happens when people encounter the glory of God. Hallelujah. So that was the second vision he gave me. And then the third one was Paul on the road to Damascus. He was out killing Christians. He was not living, you know, life necessarily in the way that pleased God. <laughs> he was doing things opposite of what God desired for him to do. He was doing things opposite of the plan and purpose that God had for him. But when he encountered Jesus, again, the glory of God on the road to Damascus, what happens? You all know this story, and, and we don't look at the other ones as a transformation, but they are transformation 
transformation in their bodies, transformation in their spirit and soul. And now you got Paul, a transformation of his spirit and his call upon his life. He encounters Jesus. God says, um, he gives him a transformation. And he says, you're no longer Saul, but you're going to be called Paul. And from that moment, he stops killing Christians. And he starts preaching the very thing that he was killing Christians for. And the result of that transformation for, for the lepers, for the woman at the well, or for Paul, or for the numerous amounts of other people that God could have showed me, The transformation changes their lives forever. What am I getting at? What I'm getting at is God wants to, on a daily basis, transform us more and more into his image and into his likeness, just like, you know, if we're in sin, just like the woman at the well, or if we're in need of healing, just like those three lepers or if we're needing transformation of the call of God on our life or we're needing to follow the plan of God, we need transformation in the direction that we're going, you know? I mean, and God did an overhaul on Paul. And, and maybe you need an overhaul in your life. Maybe you know you've been headed down the wrong path. What you need is the transformation that takes place in the glory of God. How do you get into the glory again? Enter into his presence with thanksgiving. It's all by faith into his courts with praise. Do it for a while until his presence shows up. Go boldly into that throne room and kneel. Worship him. Have absolute, be certain that his word is true and you can come boldly into his throne room. His throne room is where he sits. And I don't know about you, but when I'm in the presence of a king, I don't really stand, I, I kneel. And it's not like a rule, but Think about it. In the natural, if you were to go stand before a king, you wouldn't be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, this is a good beat. You know, you'd be reverent and honor and, you know, and so your heart should just be to respect and honor. And in that place of worship, in that throne room, his presence is showing up because his word is true and you've entered into his presence by faith. When that still presence, that peace comes into the room, you'll sense a change in the atmosphere, okay? So just do it till you sense that change. And then be still and know he is God. Wait upon the Lord and he'll renew your strength. I guarantee you, because the word of God says it's true, transformation will begin happening to you in the glory of God. Transformation, changing things, removing things that aren't supposed to be there. Okay? And then what's really exciting, I'm kind of putting things in a nutshell, then I'm going to kind of go over it all. Then what's really exciting is as you're transformed, you become a carrier more and more of his glory to where other people who encounter you actually encounter the glory and transformation happens for them because they encounter the glory in you. Hallelujah. So it's like a twofold awesome thing that God set up. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, basically God was showing me, he, said, he was showing me this by his spirit, what takes place when um, we spend time in his manifest presence and in his manifest glory. That this transformation can take place like for Paul or for the lepers or for the woman at the well. This takes place when we get into his manifest presence and glory. So it's not wasted time by any means. You know, you might be sitting there, you got into God's presence, and you're worshiping God, and you sense nothing, and then all of a sudden this peace comes, and then you're just sitting there, and you're kind of thinking, I'm wasting time. 
No, you're doing the exact opposite. You're being strengthened by his might in your inner man. He is filling you up with his glory. He's filling you up and he's strengthening you by his power and might. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all with unveiled faces, by the way, that's somebody who has become a Christian. You now can see the glory of God. The veil of sin has been removed. Okay, so I'm just going to clarify that for you. But we all with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror, What does that mean? That means that we can behold the glory of the Lord when we look in a mirror because we now become carriers of his glory. Okay, back to the beginning. But we all with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of God of the Lord. Okay, sometimes people get antsy in the presence of God. Sometimes people get like, okay, why are they so still right now? Like we just had like the full worship service. Song number four is done. Why aren't we moving on with the message? You know, because a transformation needs to take place. And if you're getting antsy, you're the very person who needs it the most. (laughs) My husband is in the service and he's going like this. (laughs) He can identify, and I'm sure we all can identify, that sometimes when the presence of God shows up and it's just that peace and that still um, presence that shows up in the room, you're like, when is this going to be over? Like, when are we going to go to the next thing? Don't worry about it. Close your eyes. Focus your attention on the Lord and let him fill you up. Let him transform you. You have no idea how much you really needed that, but God does. Okay? So let's read that again. 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. So let me break it down. As we behold or as we sit in his presence and gaze on his glory, we ourselves are transformed to become more and more like him in his image and in his likeness. And what did he do, Jesus, when he walked this earth? He was the carrier of the glory. And the word of God says that he was to be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters who also carried the glory of God. Another interesting thing the word of God says is for this purpose was the son of God made manifest. In other words, made to carry the glory, made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. We were to be, he was to be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters who would also be carriers of the glory, who would also destroy the works of the devil. The problem with that is before that can really take place the way God intends it to take place, we need to be transformed from glory to glory. We need to put our flesh down, get into God's presence, and allow him to change us and not get so antsy when, thing, when his presence shows up, but realize that's just our flesh. We need to sit there and make that flesh sit down, make that flesh kneel down, and yield to the Spirit of God who's trying to transform us into his image and into his likeness. I'm going to share with you something. Um, my husband doesn't know I'm going to share it. But anyways... 
Um, last week, um, I don't know if any of you are on Facebook, you might have seen his post. He was posting, and I, I go in this upper loft room, that's my office, and um, the, the lights were on. I have these, like, um, lights on the top of the, the room. I decorated it really cool. But anyways, but from his point of view, it looked like there's glory coming out of that room, and it was pretty amazing. But there was. At the moment that he had taken that picture and said, my wife is up there worshiping God or whatever, um, at that moment, actually, God was ministering to me and downloading the message for last week, and the presence of God was super strong. And I was getting real excited, and I was standing up, and I was like, yeah, praise the Lord, and whatever. He didn't know it. I was just kind of doing it silently and, like, whatever. But then every time I'd get excited and the Lord would show me something from the Word, I'd peek over the, the balcony and share it with him. And he knew, because he can recognize the presence of God, he knew the presence of God was real strong. He was being, um, you know, reverent, you know, not turning on the TV. He was sitting in the living room just sitting there kind of listening to the worship music I had playing. He's like, man, this is powerful. And so I'd share with him all these revelations the Lord kept giving me. And we were kind of talking back and forth about the word and, and the presence of God was in our home. And then he started to cry. I know. He started to cry. Why? Because the power and the glory of God was there. And transformation, and God touches you, God delivers you, God sets you free, or God strengthens you when you're sitting in his glory. So we need to not be so antsy when we're in his glory and be like, oh, you know, there's nothing going on, or always needing to be entertained. You know, it's good to turn the TV off. <laughs> it's good to just play some instrumental music to where you're constantly just having a heart of worship and, and just worship the Lord, whatever gets you into God's presence. But I just loved that. I loved that moment. I loved that he recognized God's presence was there and even took a picture <laughs> and people commented. But really, it was just lights. But at the same time, at that moment, I know the presence and glory of God was there. And I and he, because we're in the same house, we're being transformed by God's um, spirit because we were in the manifest presence of God. And so it's not wasted time for those of you who get antsy. When God's presence fills the room, that's the very time you want to be still and not get up and just wait on the Lord. Because those are the very moments that I have received words and visions and encouragements from the Lord and messages downloaded within five minutes because I'm in the glory. Transformation happens. Deposits happen by the power of his spirit. It's supernatural. You want supernatural. You want a supernatural life. You want to encounter the glory of God. Get into his presence and then wait on the Lord when he shows up. And you'll encounter him in a powerful way. So we are to be carriers of his glory and have an impact on this world. We're not just to be, you know, Christians and, and, and just go to church and try our best to not sin and then get down on ourselves when we do stumble. That's not life as a Christian. That's not how it was supposed to be. How it's supposed to be is, is we have such a heart to worship and praise God. And on a daily basis, we're entering into his presence with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. He's our king. He's our Lord. We, want, we should want to be with him. And when we're there, he transforms us. And when we're there, at some point, he just starts continuing to fill us, to fill us, to fill us, till it's overflowing. 
until we're such a carrier of the glory of God that every single person we meet, we get to pray with or, or just they sense a change or all of a sudden God just starts using you with words of knowledge, words of wisdom, um, prophecy. There's no telling what God can do through a vessel who has yielded to him and has allowed him to transform them. Things just start working out for you. God starts leading and guiding you, even on a daily basis. So I, I just want to today, my main point today is to encourage you to get into God's presence, to wait upon the Lord, because transformation will happen for you. If you've been struggling or if you've just been desiring to be used by God, what is the answer? Get into that presence, that manifest presence, his glory. And let him fill you up, transform you. Get rid of, let him get rid of things or bring to attention things that are a hindrance to him and just confess it and do away with it so that you can be a vessel fit for his use, so that you can be a carrier of his glory the way Jesus and the disciples were here on the earth. That's what he wants from us. That's what he wants us to do. James 4 8 is so true. And so we need to realize this is not wasted time. James 4 8 says, Draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. It is as simple as that. Every time you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap of the Spirit. The Word of God says the opposite is true, too. Every time you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh. So what are you going to sow into yourselves? What are you going to sow your time to? The more you sow to spending time with God, and even if you don't feel like it, even if there's a lot of bickering in your house, make sure you're spending time to press into God's presence, worship God by faith if you don't feel it, and until you get into the presence where he shows up like he does in an awesome worship service. And then just sit and wait and let him fill you up with his glory. Let him transform you by his glory. You'll start finding out that things you struggled with become easier and easier to not struggle with anymore. You'll start finding out that suddenly you don't like to do the things you used to do before. All you want to do is be in God's presence and hear what he has to say and do what he wants you to do. A whole new world will open up to you if you'll make this a priority. Draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. I don't know about you, but I want him near me every moment of every day. And I know he doesn't leave us nor forsake us, but the thing is, is when we're distracted with things of this life and he's not our focus, it seems like he's miles away. But when he's our focus, he's leading and guiding and directing our footsteps. And he can speak to us. And we're, we're walking. There's a place where you can walk and live in the glory. You don't have to enter in each time. You'll just be in the glory. You'll just live right out of the glory. And then the sky's the limit. Amen? Sky's the limit to what he can do or how he can use you. A really great example in the word of God is Moses. He went to spend 40 days with the Lord on the mountain. And what it happens, you all know, he comes back. So filled with the glory of God that his face is shining that the people, and this is to show you that people can recognize transformation takes place and that you can actually physically be a carrier of the glory of God. And so he comes back from just waiting on the Lord for just 40 days straight. Now you can do this every day of your life. But he just did 40 days straight. He set aside to the Lord, and he is seeking God and worshiping God, just conversing and fellowshipping with God. And um, 
He comes out, doesn't realize it. His face is shown like the stars, the word of God says. And the people are complaining. They're blinded. They can't see. That's how powerful the glory of God is. And actually what the glory of God was doing is it was convicting them of their sin. While he was up there, they began to build idols and get their their focus off of the Lord and just... Yeah, the camp was ridiculous. They, they went off track, okay? But while he's focusing on the Lord and just getting into God's presence and glory, transformation takes place so much so that he was so filled that the glory of the Lord had risen upon him and his face shone like the stars. This is possible, people. God is no respecter of persons. You can get so filled with the glory of God that you can shine like the stars. (laughs) I think that that is really where all these superhero movies came from is because in the word of God, it's like the disciples and Jesus, really, they're just like superheroes. They can part the Red Sea and walk on water and calm storms and raise the dead. I mean, that's like a superhero. That's a supernatural person. And that's you and I living in the glory, being carriers of the glory. That's what God was trying to show me. Jesus was to be the firstborn. And when Jesus encountered people, their sins were forgiven and they were set free and they were healed and they were delivered and they were directed by the spirit to get on the right path. Transformation happens. And wouldn't it be awesome to know that you're such a carrier of the glory that when people encounter you, they fall on their knees and repent of their sins? I'm not saying to you, but because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Because you're carrying Christ around with you, they are convicted of their sins and they turn their lives around for the Lord Jesus Christ. It would be as easy as that. You wouldn't have to go and convince them. The presence and power of God would convict them. That's what's coming, people, if we will press in and become carriers of the glory the way God intended. 1 Peter 2.9 says this, But you are a chosen people. You're a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result of this, you can show others the goodness of God. Really what it's saying is you can show others the glory of God. You're a chosen people who he chose to be carriers of the glory of God. But you must do this one thing. Draw close to God. Enter into his presence until his manifest presence and glory comes so that he can transform you into his image and likeness. As a result, you can show others the glory and goodness of God. For he has called you out of that darkness into his marvelous light. What happened to Moses? He came into the marvelous light of the glory of God because of spending time with the Lord for 40 straight days. Think about it. What could God do? The sky is the limit with little old you. Moses didn't even want to go deliver the people out of Egypt. He was like, his actual words were, who am I that I would be, you know, bold enough or strong enough to do this? And even down to the last minute, he's complaining to God that he can't speak well. He had a stutter. And he he's complaining, you know, here he's seeing God in this burning bush and God's speaking to him, but yet he's still worried about his speech. And the Lord's like, I can help you out. And he's like, no, I need my brother. (laughs) And so God was, you know, like, okay, fine. But whatever the case, after that, he's just little old him who had been that same person that said, who am I? 
And he's serious about the Lord at this point, and he's spending time with the Lord, and he's worshiping God for 40 days to seek the Lord as to what's the next step here with what you have for these people. (laughs) And he encounters the glory of God, and transformation takes place. And the Lord's speaking to us in 1 Peter 2.9. We're his chosen people. We're his royal priesthood who has been... um, called out of darkness to show forth the goodness and the glory of God. We're supposed to be, anyways, showing forth the goodness and the glory of God. That's why he says to not take part in this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's why he, he says to, that your past is gone and you have been given a new life. Your new life is to be a carrier of the glory of God. Your new life is to resist the devil and let him flee from you and pursue God with your whole heart. Your new life is to be consumed and focus on things above, not on the things of this earth. Because if you will do that, you'll have a stronger desire to get into God's presence to where he can transform you to where his yoke is easy and his burdens light, it becomes an easy thing to serve God, not such a tough, hard thing to serve the Lord or tough, hard thing to resist temptation, but it's easy when you're in the presence of the Lord on a daily basis. He transforms you. He strengthens you by his spirit. I know that I could call a number of people who have had their lives changed simply because they pursued God and God strengthened them by his spirit and no longer did they have a desire for the thing of this world. Let God transform you because you are his royal priest. He has called you out of darkness to show forth the glory of God. First uh, Colossians, I'm sorry, 127 says, for God wanted them to know the riches of his glory, of the glory of Christ. That's us. For God wanted them to know the riches of the glory of Christ that they are for the Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you, and this gives you the assurance of sharing his glory. Another version says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let me read that over it. He says, for God wanted them, or you could say, for God wanted us to know the riches and the glory of Christ. And to know that it's for us Gentiles too. Not just for, you know, the Jews, but it's for us Gentiles too. And the secret, he's saying, Paul's saying to us, the secret is, is that Christ is in you. And he's the assurance that we can share in this glory. Christ is in us. His glory has not departed from him. He walked this earth with the glory of the Lord upon him. And now when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he doesn't stop carrying the glory. He's in us. So we too now can partake in being a carrier of the glory because Christ is in us. The world cannot be a carrier of the glory because Christ is not in them. But we who have had the veil removed and have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior can now both partake, both see and reflect the glory of the Lord because he is in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's the hope for this whole world to be transformed by the glory. Wherever Jesus went, there was hope because of the transformation power 
of the glory of God. Hallelujah. And that's for all of us. He said that this is for us, his chosen people. God's glory is the hope to this world, and God wants us to be carriers of it. He's in us, and he's wanting to shine through us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just passed a whole page of notes. <laughs> Isaiah 60, 1 through 3, says this. Arise, Jerusalem. Let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth. And we know that there is darkness in this earth. <laughs> we know that there's some horrible things going on. And you can see a little bit on media. And I'm like, turn it off. I don't want to allow that in, right? Okay, so darkness as black as the night covers all the nations of the earth. But the glory of the Lord will rise and be seen upon you. Hallelujah. All nations will come to your light. Many kings will come to see your radiance. Wow. So this can happen if we will allow the glory of the Lord to rise upon us. It sounds absolutely crazy that people can come from all over the world to see you shine. But it's the truth. He's telling us, let the glory of God fill you, and then you go ahead and arise and let it shine so that the whole world may know that your God is God. That's what he wants to happen. That is what's going to bring revival in this last day and age, that the people, the body of Christ is going to rise up. The sleeping giant is going to rise up, enter into God's presence with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, run boldly into that throne room, and just bask in God's presence. And his glory is going to fill us till it rises upon us. And we can show forth the glory of God. Transformation, because they're going to run to see, because transformation starts happening. What does that mean? Well, we saw what transformation was with Jesus. It was healing. It was freedom from sin. And it was the transformation, the power to live and, and pursue what God has called them to. All this stuff takes place when the glory of God is present. And as the body of Christ realizes what has been given to us with Christ in us, the hope of glory, and we press in and allow that glory to fill us and transform us, we become so filled that the glory of the Lord rises upon us, so filled till it's bubbling over the top of us, till people start seeing and noticing. It can happen quickly. Moses, 40 days. That's not that long. If you will set your heart, the word of God says, as a flint, set it with one thing in mind. I'm going to pursue God with everything I got. I'm not going to be distracted with the things of this world because that stuff is going to fade away anyways. I want to do what God's called me to do, and he's called each one of us to let our light shine. Think about it in that way. Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Do you think that the good works that are going to totally turn them around is you going to church and you maybe not sinning? Absolutely not. That's not what they're going to turn their lives around because of you simply going to church on Sundays. No. 
when you let your light shine, what you're doing is you're allowing the glory of God to so fill you, so you're letting it have permission to fill you and transform you, and then you're letting your light shine, and transformation starts taking place to those who encounter you. They start getting healed. They start getting saved. They start getting delivered. They start getting direction because the glory of God is so on you. You have allowed him to fill you, and now you're arising and letting the light of God's glory shine. That's what he means. Let your light shine. Don't dim it down by sin. Don't dim it down by getting distracted in the things of this life. All that stuff is going to fade away. All that matters in the here and now is that we worship God and give him glory. We were created as sons and daughters of God. And as we come in as his his adopted sons and daughters, and as we come in and receive what he did for us on the cross, we now have the same purpose Jesus had, which is to destroy the works of the devil and to bring people to Jesus. How are you going to do that? We can't do that. It's not by your might, it's not by your power, but it's by his spirit. Well, okay, how does his spirit take over? How does his spirit shine through us? You have to yield to him. You have to pursue him. You have to let it. He is not going to take you over if you don't let him. You have to yield your heart and lives to Jesus. Lord, let my life be a living, holy sacrifice, the kind that you find acceptable. Lord, let me be a ready and fit vessel, the kind that you can use. Lord, I welcome your glory to transform me into your image, into your likeness. Help me to do what's honorable and pleasing to you in thought, word, and deed on a daily basis. That sounds like a lot, doesn't it? But it should be the cry of our hearts till we're so transformed, till it becomes easy. Because by his spirit, we can. As you sow to the spirit, you're going to reap strength by the spirit of God. Amen? Isn't that exciting? Let your light shine. Why? So that everyone can see your good works. What are those good works? It's not just you going to church. Your good works are people are transformed because of encountering you in the glory of God. They're like, whoa, something happens when they come around. And they're transformed themselves because of Christ in you, the hope that you're bringing, the glory that you're bringing. Hallelujah. We're called to be carriers and containers of the glory of God. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, we now have this light shining in our hearts. We ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. We have this great treasure, Christ in us, the hope of glory. That glory wants to shine, but when you hide it under a bushel of of sin or of distraction or whatever it might be, you're hiding the light that's on the inside of you. But when you yield to God, you're letting it shine, and it just continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Amen. So we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not of ourselves. What great power? Well, you're not going to experience that great power, and others aren't going to experience that transforming great power of his glory unless we so yield to him that we are letting it shine. 
So there's so many passages here that the Lord is basically saying that this great power, this great anointing, this glory is on the inside of us when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have the ability to let the glory of the Lord shine to the whole world so they may know our Father in heaven. How are they going to know unless we demonstrate it? And how are we going to demonstrate it unless we've so yielded to God that he transforms us into his image and into his likeness? Until it starts bubbling over to where others start seeing and knowing. I know it's not something that you can attain out of, out of your own abilities or strengths. So don't worry about that. Just focus on the Lord. Just worship the Lord. Just yield to the Lord. Just welcome him to transform you. And it will start happening because the word of God says it will. He'll transform you from glory to glory. Every time you spend to Him, time with him, you're moved from one place of glory to the next. Every single time. Every time you sow to the Spirit, you are reaping more of His Spirit. Every time. Every time you draw close to God, He's drawing close to you. Every time. It is not wasted time. You're being moved from glory to glory. You're going to make a bigger impact upon this world. And for the glory of God and the glory of His kingdom, you're going to make a bigger impact the more you sow to the Spirit. Hallelujah. Remember, Colossians 1.27, for God wanted us to know the riches and the glory of Christ, that it's for us Gentiles too. This is the secret, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Worship team can come on back up. We're going to get ready to give our morning tithes and offerings to the Lord. I want to encourage you this morning. God's glory is in you. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God's glory is in you. Jesus never stopped carrying his glory. So he's in you with all his glory, with all his power. But you have to let it. Let the light shine. How are you going to let it unless you're pursuing God? Let your light shine. Let that glory transform you into his image and into his likeness. Amen? Habakkuk 2.14 says that the earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. I believe that when Jesus walked this earth and the disciples walked this earth, news about them spread and covered the whole earth. Why? Because he was a carrier of the glory of God. The news about what God was doing through Jesus or through the disciples, that news spread and covered the whole earth. Guess what's going to happen once again? As the body of Christ rises up and takes their place. As we rise up and pursue God and allow his glory to transform us into his image and into his likeness. We will so carry the glory of God that his transforming power will touch each and every person that we meet. Tell the knowledge about those who carry the glory of God will cover the earth. That's the last great day revival. But the body of Christ needs to get hungry. They need to get thirsty for the presence and power of God so that he can transform us first into his image and likeness the way he intended us to walk. Being a carrier of his glory, letting the light of God's glory shine wherever we go. 
Jesus, God's plan was, I will walk in them. I will dwell among them. I'll be their God and they will be my people. In other words, he was like, I'm not going to just be one person on the earth carrying the glory of God. I'm going to have millions, billions covering the earth, carrying my glory. What a mighty move of God. It's not going to happen unless you and I one at a time, every single one of us makes a decision in our heart to pursue God, to get into that secret place and to rest in His presence, to let His glory fill us and transform us into His image and into His likeness. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads and pray. Just repeat after me. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I hunger and thirst after You. Lord, I just repent for being distracted with any kind of struggles or anything else, distractions in this life. I just ask for your forgiveness from all my sin. I ask you to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, I set my gaze upon you. And I invite you, Holy Spirit, I invite your glory to consume me to transform me into your image, into your likeness, so that I can be a light into this world, so that I can be a carrier of your glory, of your presence, and bring your transforming power so all the world can know you are God. Father, I ask you to let this light shine in me transform me into your image into your likeness hallelujah in just a moment we're going to sing another song and just talking about the transformation that happens when Jesus shows up the power and just have the knowledge that you're a carrier of that power of that glory and transformation can happen for anyone who encounters you if you will encounter God's glory first Hallelujah. Father, I just pray this morning for the the giver and the gift for all seeds and tithes sown into the work of the ministry. I thank you, God, that you continue supplying the needs of the ministry as people continue to give into the work of the ministry. So, Father, I just pray that you speak to the hearts and lives of those who have been um, attending Passion Church or been attending online and being ministered to. Father, I thank you. You said in your word, freely we have received, now to freely give. So, Father, we just sow seeds to give back to your word so that it can continue to produce a harvest of righteousness in your people, God. Father, I just pray blessing on the giver, the gift, and every seed sown in this place today. In the name of Jesus. Now, if you just go below the uh, video, there's a link. You can click that link to give and then just click.